go out to LA. Somebody needs to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. This is Los Angeles. Well, where are we going? Westward, Westward. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yo, yo, yo. French to God. What's good? How you living? I'm living good, man. How about you? How's I'm the family? Uh, everything is good, Frenchy. Everything is excellent. That's good to hear. So, French, uh, first time on the show. Right? First time. You made yeah, it. Yeah, first though. time. You made it. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So, for my listeners out there, French Reggie is a part of the network. He he's one of the he's one of the youngest on on a veteran team, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, but he came in with some spark. He he mm-hmm. came in, he came in with some spark. He came in with some truth, even though it was a couple of lies thrown in there, Frenchie. Uh, <laughs> but for the most part, this guy is a. Uh, you know, he be, he became part of a team. It's like when you have when you have the Avengers, and then you add someone to the Avengers. You know the original squad, and then you know the new person. But that guy does so well; he blends in well. You would have thought that he was there since day one. So he's he's not only uh, a network mate, but that's my young guy. So French Reggie, please uh, share with the people. Uh, what show you're part of, and why you're impo- why you're important to that show? My name is French Reggie. Um, I'm part of the No Nonsense Show. Um, I'm important to the show because I just bring different perspective. I'm I'm a millennial. The other guys are a little bit older. So because of that, I definitely bring a young perspective, a much more raw perspective. Um, um, a perspective that's just, you know, you think I didn't think about it. But I think it's very important that way people are aware of how people are thinking or different perspective. But also, too, I'm probably one of the funniest members of the show, so people need to laugh. That's a, that's so, a, you know, that's a bold statement. Hey, I, it is. It is, but it's the truth as well. So two things can be right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the latest episode, um, yeah. I listened to it. I broke it down, and there. Oh, was, you broke me down. And yeah, 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 yeah. I, I kind of broke it down. Um, All right, let's now, go. Th- now this is the thing, though. See, the no nonsense carries a lot of topics, and sometimes they can stick to one particular topic for the whole show. But uh, but on a on a on a regular, these guys have uh, just you know interesting the topics, multiple topics to talk about. And, and keep it going, but this one stands out now. Like I said, yeah. if you ever if you ever listen to the No Nonsense Show, it's exactly what the name of the show is, right? So French Reggie had a story that I'm interested in, and it goes mm-hmm. like this. Now, th- from my perspective, he was headed to he was headed to a bar. Stop me. I'm, I'm in the bar, huh? I'm already in the bar. I'm already in the bar. You're already in the bar, right? Chilling. And couple well, drinks in already. Can, now, can you tell them? Can you tell them your location? Yeah, so I was at the China-Russian border, 
um, I live in an area called Shenyang and in China. And if you take a train within 40 minutes, you are at the Russian border. Two hours in, you can be in the, in, in the middle of Russia if you would like. Um, so I had a few friends of mine that I knew from, um, from just working at different locations that lived around, that lived at the border. So uh, one time, one weekend, I went and hang out with them on their side of town. And we went to this bar that was at a pier next to like, oh, like a, the right there at the border, but there was like water there. And, and while I was at the bar chilling, minding my business, a couple hours in the bar, I saw a line of women walking out from the kitchen yeah, area. Now, wait, going, around what time is this? Um, after 1 a.m. After 1 a.m. Yeah, it was around like 1 something. Okay, all right, proceed, proceed. Yeah, it was around 1 something in the morning. Um, so it was a group of women walking, um, leaving from the kitchen area at a bar, and then they got out, and then they started walking down. And then it, the direction they was walking down, there was like cargoes and boats and all of that, and they looked like they were going inside of one of the cargoes, one of the containers, I should say. And then, and then I asked no questions. Nobody asked no questions. Um, the women didn't look like they were beat up or anything. Some of them were, you know, had like jeans and a t-shirt. Some of them were like a little bit half dressed, but same time, they didn't look like they didn't look like they were being forced. They just looked like it was a pop, it was a group of them, and they're leaving the bar from the kitchen to go to this thing. Okay, but wait, once wait, you wait, wait, wait. so so, so let's, let's slow it down. Let's slow it down. Let's bring it back for a second. You said right, they didn't look like they were. Getting kidnapped. They didn't look like, yeah, they didn't look like like somebody had a gun behind their back. Right, That's right, right. Saying. I get that. But what, yeah, yeah, were yeah. there any? Was there anybody else there that didn't look like they would were a part of that pack? Women wise, in general, in general. I mean, I, I mean, it, it, once like, the, like, did they have? The, once, go ahead. Once the woman walked out, the woman walked out on their own, so it was just them. After they they left the bar, there was a couple other dudes that that um that got out from that same area, but they were coming in and out. They wasn't just staying with them. They were coming in and out. So they went out there probably, and then they came back, and then they go back out there. They came back, but um, it was a couple different dudes. Um, but that was about it. Okay. All right. So, can you please explain? exactly what they were walking into so you know how like have you um you remember the se- season two of the wire okay yeah i you think know, that's the season that they hated the most yeah 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 you know most of that season when they were it was by that pier then in those those containers yeah this is just literally one of those things the women were literally going into one of those things and then you put them on the boat and they go wherever they have to go the women were walking literally in one of those things. That's it. So have you ever seen... Did you actually see the inside of this thing? No, I just saw them going inside of it. I didn't like... I didn't follow them. No, no, no. I'm not saying... Just, I'm not, no, I'm not saying like follow them or anything like that. But did you happen to see inside the container? No, nah, no. Nah, I didn't go that close. Because my, my next question is, is it, is it a pimped out? Container? Do you know? Does it have some know. seats in there? So they're actually standing up while they're being I don't shipped. Know. I don't know. You can let you can sit down on the floor of that container. You don't have to stand up the whole time. But you do. But, but the way, ass, but the a way big ass containers. So let's let, let's break down the clothes here. Was it what? How did the clothes? What kind of style of clothes was it? Was it 
Was it something that that they would wear to a lounge or to a club or something like that? It was just like a basic t-shirt. Some of them had ripped jeans. Some of them had like a jeans that was like a booty short jeans. Some of them had like a ripped t-shirt that was like a crop top and then jeans or, you know, it wasn't like, it was just, it was mostly t-shirt jean attire, just different styles. Okay. All right. But it looked like they were going out though. Not to like, um, not to like party. I'm. Well, so, like, they didn't have heels on or anything like that. Oh, they didn't yeah, have. They just had like, no, they did not have heels on. They, um, they, some of them had like flip flops. Um, I think one of them had like a shoe that kind of looked like resembled Tom's, and then the other ones had like Chuck Taylors, low tops. It wasn't like, um, it wasn't like they were wearing heels or, sh- yeah, they didn't look nothing like that. Okay, so. Um, that that makes it a little bit more interesting. Then. Where do you know where this boat goes? No, nah, but I'm not asking all those questions, bro. <laughs> so this is so 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 this is how many times have you been to this particular bar? I've only been there twice. Only only been there twice. All right, so you don't really know the area like that, then. No, no, like. But the thing about it is being in China because there's a lot of Russians in China. And talking to Russians, I got to realize like they just move differently than you know they're they're a different crowd of people, you know. And what I was talking in the podcast when I was like saying like what I learned with them with sex trafficking, when I said a lot of women they choose to become the, like now. Granted, I'm pretty sure the environment, the conditions of their environment led to that choice, but it's not like somebody just kidnapped them and be like now you're, you're sex whore. Like some of them just literally say, I'll take that deal to get a visa to go somewhere else, you know, and things like that. So that's, that's, that's like one thing I wanted to like, I really saw over there just by talking to the Russians and just hanging out with them and being in that area, you know, cause they, they're very, it's, I'm not gonna say like they're very open, but like, like, you know, if you try to snitch, you're the dumbass in the situation. Cause it's like, there's so many of the people in control or that's in touch with those people now, you ain't going to try to do shit. You know, you ain't going to try to do shit. That got a little deep there, Reggie. It did. <laughs> so, so, so to, if you had to, if you had to, to label it, would, mm-hmm. would you say this was some type of, uh, I would say, what, what's, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Transport. Well, yeah, we well clearly we know it's a transport, but do you think it's any type of sex trafficking going on? I I definitely think it's something sex sex related because, like I said, once I was uh, I'm like other people at the bar act like it was nothing, and I really was the only one like staring at the whole time, and then that's why, like I said in the show, like the bartender was like, "Yo, you want a girl?" Like he he was just asking me like he had a pile of women that he could give me. He asked me if I want to marry, if I just want to fuck for the night, if I want one to just fuck the shit out of, like, be very rough with. Like, you, you just tell me name my fantasy, you know? Um, knowing that happened literally right after I saw Paolo, a group of women walk out, I definitely know some sex is involved, you know? You know? And you got to think about those areas. It's like, they're very, like, protected by the government, so people don't really commit crimes, so... When you see crime, it's usually in an area where it's just where the crime happens. and Everyone around there is, 
knows of the crime and they don't do shit about the crime, you know? So right. it's like, it's like, ain't nobody about to snitch. And then if I try to snitch, they already know who it, who who's good snitch. Because I'm standing now. I'm a black dude. I'm American, you know? Okay. They were actually happy to have me there because I was American. Because apparently when Americans are around there, they try to get a girl. So they were actually excited to have an American around. That's what I'm saying. That's what they say. That's what they say. So at the end of the day, French Reggie, you telling me that you witnessed um, an unforced sex trafficking uh, situation. Yeah. All right. From the looks of it. From the looks of it. From the looks of it. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's one more story that I just. I got to hear it again. I'm not sure what episode it was because it was a while ago, but mm-hmm. it was it was it's definitely in my top top five French Reggie moments, right? And this one is probably number one. You please have to share with my audience the time you got kidnapped. Okay. As a kid. Okay. All right. Right. Well, first, before, oh, well, well, first, give them some, 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 um, some, some background. Some background, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm from Haiti originally, um, and around the '03 to '05 era in Port-au-Prince, people were just getting kidnapped left or right, grown folks, women, kids. It didn't matter. And usually, the intent for kidnapping was when they find out you have family in the states or overseas. They try to hold you for ransom. And what happened was a lot of people got successful with the kidnapping. Like, they got their money and shit and everything. Because they actual for large amounts, like $50,000, $30,000. But you give a Haitian $5,000, $10,000, they're going to be happy. So, um, people was able to get the ransom money real quick. Because all you had to do was a quick Western Union transfer. And then, you know... And then you get it. And the thing about the kidnapping, what made it tough, it was done by, they used to call these people she met. So it was really people that was working with the, um, quote unquote, the president we had at the time. So it's not like you could just call the cops and the cops will figure it out because sometimes the cops are in it, you know, and the cops don't want to have a problem with those guys because now they're going to attack their families. So it's really a situation where you just had to fucking pay the ransom money and that was it, you know? And that's why it was very... It was it was out there because people was able to get money. Like it was successful. It was a good hustle. And the thing is, you getting kidnapped by random people, like your neighbors, motherfuckers that just that you kind of know. So it's like they can kidnap you in a way that you're not even ready for it, or they come out of nowhere and got you. The way they kidnapped me is I went. I used to walk to school. I didn't live far from school, but part of my path to school, I used to cut through a slum. And when I cut through the slums, everybody could see me. And it didn't matter. But the thing about the slums is I have friends of mine from the school that used to, that went to school with me. And then some semesters I didn't see them because their parents couldn't afford school. So I used to hang out at the slums. So I don't just pass through the shortcut. I stop by, talk to the, the kids that I know, probably play a little soccer and then go home and shit like that. And I just, that was part of my schedule. So a lot of people could, could tell my schedule Monday through Friday. And a regular day as I'm walking, um, cutting through the slums it came out of nowhere after I, I left the slums and I'm going back on like the main road and stuff it came out of nowhere in a car in a pickup truck hit me with pistol with me and then they put me in the car and then 
you know, pretty much I got kidnapped from there. I went to a house that was kind of like half built. They put me in a room so they can look at me and then they try to make the phone calls. Can you, and then, you know, French, <laughs> you got to describe the house though. That's what it was really it was, to be. I, I remember something about a, a hangar or some shit like that. That was like, like what was in the closet. Cause it was, cause I was like, I was kind of like by the closet area in the room I was in. Um, and then the door wasn't complete. There wasn't really a complete door. That's why I could like literally just walk out when I saw the guy was sleeping. Um, so it was pretty much like a, a room that wasn't finished building. Mm-hmm. So the the obviously the walls was there. The door shape was there. They just put it like a little curtain. And then um, the reason why you know hanger because I think Jimmy Mac asked was there a closet there? What was it there? And I said there was a closet that had some hangers in there. So it was pretty much. A, a house that just wasn't completely built. So there was a lot of open halls or doors, hallways and doors. But there was people there that was supervising me. But again, the funny thing about that kidnapping, as I'm older now, I realized the people that was kidnapping me were probably only 17, 18. They weren't like grown men, you know? Right. It wasn't like 35-year-old dudes. It was probably like some teen, you know, teens around. I just knew my dad was in Boston. They could get me easily, you know? Right. Um. So pretty much between the time they got out, because they usually got out of school on three, four o'clock and stuff. So it's been hours passed by. And then, you know, my mom now have to figure out a way to get the money. So as I was just passing by, my mom's talking to my dad, family all over the States to get some type of money to get me. So in the middle of the morning, so like around two, three o'clock in the morning, the niggas that was supposed to look at me started fall asleep. They didn't like, they didn't really tie me up or nothing. They just kept me in the room, you know? So. As they, as I saw him dozed off, and then there was another guy that was out, kind of like on the out, outside of the house, just minding his own business. I just decided to make a run for it. You know, uh, I was just like, "Yo, he's sleeping. I'm, I'm not like tied up or anything." So I just made a run for it, and then the dude that was outside, when he kind of figured, by the time he figured out I was the one that was running, it wasn't like a, an animal or anything. I just kept running and kept running until I found a like uh, a little. This, there's these places called Dilly Mart. It's like like a mom and pop store that like that sells like goods. Like like it's like a poor man's gas station um, with no gas. I just knocked on his door. Um, I was like, "Yo, can I use your phone?" And then I called my folks. And then by the time you know, by the time I called my folks and everything, you know. I was safe, you know, because I stayed at that dude's spot. My parents came and got me. Um, and then, um, like I said, the people that kidnap you are all around you. So I didn't know those guys personally, but I know I saw them before. So, you know. So we made it out alive, obviously. Yeah. It was traumatic, obviously, because I was young. I was like nine. But it really was just, I they started to fall asleep. I wasn't tied up. I was just chilling in the empty room and I made a run for it. <laughs> <laughs> that was really how I got out. It was like I had enough. Now I got another I got another question. Um there has been talks um basically on this show about your body count, French Reggie. Okay. Right? So yeah. and, I, and I think I think I think we're, if I'm not mistaken, where are you at and what was the goal? What, what was the number? Was it like something like 30? 
now or when when it was discussing the show? At the time when we were discussing the show, I was I was in the mid twenties, like twenty four. Twenty four. Now, do we know how long ago this was? That was like it has to be two years because I spent it two years or three years because I spent one year in China. It didn't really happen the year before that, so it's probably three years. Two thousand seventeen time frame. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> So now I'll need to know. Um, well, uh, now the listeners need to know: Are you single though? No, nah, I'm not single. Oh, what? what, what is, hold up! Is this new? This is new. This is new. You're gonna wait. Um, you're gonna find out on premium. <laughs> um, but 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 yeah, this is this is kind of fresh. But how new though? So do 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 the fellas even know? Like my homies. No, as far as like be honest in them. Yeah, I told you. You go when you you'll find out on the premium show. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, the premium. Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's well, cool. That's cool. So I guess yeah, yeah. I guess we can't talk about your body count then. You can. I mean, it's it's all good. She heard it before on the show because you know, she had listened to the show, so she she heard about that storyline. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. All right, friends, Reggie. We're going to get up out of here, but before we go, um, let them know more about the show. What can they expect in the near future? And then let them know where they can find you at. Yeah, man. Listen to the No Nonsense Show on all platforms, Spotify, Podcast app, however you listen to your podcast. Or you can go to our website, com, which is the network's website, um, or nonsenseshow.com as well. Um, and you can find me personally on all social media at Delva, D-E-L-V-A underscore Visions. And Vision is spelled V-I-S-I-O-N-S. And follow the show to No Nonsense Show on all um, social media platforms too. And what can you get from the show, man? Just more more comedy. I'm definitely, you know, I want to start pushing different perspectives. You know, try to, try to be as open-minded, but it but with a lot of holes where you can dig into, you know, so try try to come with like innovative ideas and thoughts and, you know, just trying to, you know, keep, I'm a growing man. So I'm, I know I'm going to keep coming with new stories. Like I said, I'm dating now. So there's going to be a lot of dating story that's about to come up now. What's so, her name, young blood? What's her name? Yeah. Her name is Gisela. What? I see yeah, Frenchie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Cape Verdean, you know. So she got a unique name. Is it getting serious? Yeah, man. It's definitely getting serious, man. I, I think I'm gonna really focus on that. Like I said, I'm, I feel like I'm at an age where I got to start building my foundation for the rest of my life. And you know, having a good woman by your side definitely helps. What? You know. So, so we'll see how it goes. You know, she she's definitely supportive. She got her hair straight. She's doing her own thing too. So, you know, she got her master's. So she's very educated. So she's, you know, she's she's good. You know, so I just want to see how it goes, and and we hopefully grow into something like like how you have with your family and stuff like that. You know, hopefully, who knows? Oh, you so you trying to have some kids too? I mean, you know, with time, man. You know, I don't want to rush those things. You know, I want to take a step out of time, but eventually, I want to be in a position in life where. I'm happy in love. Got a good woman by my side, and you know it's time for us to recreate. Mm. So, okay, definitely see that. I just, you know, I just want to prepare 
you know, my life to be ready for those situations, you know? Because I know with time and as you age, playing or not playing, those things might occur. So I just want to be in a position where I'm kind of as prepared as I can be because I don't control the whole thing, but if I can prepare myself, things oh. are going to be a little bit more stable. No doubt about that. Look, man, that text... Um... I forgot to I, I forgot to press uh, send uh, to respond to the text, but yeah, if you if you feel like she's going to be the first one to actually peg you, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> you know, I just I just wanted to tell you now because the text won't go through. But yes, if you cool with pegging and she is the one for you, there it is. Shout out to friends. Well, uh, no, I don't know about pegging, but but, but we're definitely going to have some fun sexually. I don't know about pegging though. All right, well, salute to y'all, man. Long, long journey. Long journey. Yeah, exactly. How, how long did it take for you? Uh, well, you know, uh, my, my, uh, our journey is a little bit different because uh, we knew each other since uh, 2001. Um, how young were you at the like, time? We were 18, 19, right on there. Because we was just, it was right after high school. Right after high school. We went to rival high schools. And then we end up going to, well, no, actually, she ended up going to this uh, JC, and then uh, we had, we went up there to go pick her and this other girl up, and uh, and that's when we, you know, we became cool, we became friends, and then back in, I mean, we fast forward into, I remember in 2006 or whatever, uh, she convinced me to come to Vegas with her, but we all going as friends. And that's when I was still... Well, I don't think I should incriminate myself. Um, that she know about 2006. <laughs> she know about 2006. Um, and then in 2008, uh, she came to a park where my friends was at. And um, that was the that was the morning my mom passed away. So she came to show some support that day. And then um, she came to my house the next day. And she wanted to use the bathroom. And if you know, you know, I I stay with my older brother, and my younger brother, and so that's basically mm-hmm. like a dorm. Um, yeah. I did not want it, I did not want her to use that goddamn bathroom, but she and you know, you know, she had to pee, so I let her go. Um, and then she had to go to work. I sent her a text message. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sharp with the words. You know, I'm a mm-hmm. cold Capricorn. Um, mm. And then since then we just uh you know we kicked it off from there. And then we've been together ever since we've been together ever since two thousand eight. Yep. Yeah, me and Harry, we knew each other in middle school, but we wasn't like the bestest friends in middle school, but like we just knew each other since middle school, watched each other grow up. So we have like some connection just because we pretty much knew each other since kids, you know. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. Now, yeah. here, now here's a fun fact, though, Frenchie. You know what tomorrow is? You know what's tomorrow? Tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow is my ninth, uh, ninth year anniversary. Oh yeah, I'm glad you remember. I saw a tweet that you almost forgot. Well, see, this is the thing, though. <laughs> I, I want to clear that up too, because a lot of people think like you know, I just totally forgot. No, see, I know. I think about my anniversary um all like every so i think about it a lot once it started getting close to the day and whatever because um my anniversary is in the middle of a lot of shit you know usually we would be in vegas right now 
uh, going to see the um, summer league games. Oh, so okay. we got summer leagues, and then if my son is playing, the biggest tournament, AAU tournament, is um, is in Vegas in the middle of July. Well, towards the end of July. And so my anniversary is it's in the middle of a lot of traveling, a lot of vacations, uh, sports, and then, um, you know, just certain things around it. Like my wife's birthday is next month. Um, so I think about it a lot. It's just that, you know, for a split second, which was like a whole day, um, I, I looked at the date and it said the 16th and I'm like, oh shit, tomorrow is my anniversary. So for a split second, I did forget, but you know, that's, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. But I'm glad, man, nine years in, I heard as long as you pass the seven year mark and you know, you got all Gucci, you know, you just got to. Well, Stay strong I, I and mean, I mean, I I don't know the numbers on that, but I do know, you know, Kevin Garnett got divorced after what fourteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of cats that get. I mean, Dr. Dre just got, you know, they getting a divorce. So, a is that really true? I thought that was a rumor. Well, I mean, I, unless it, I hope it is a rumor, <laughs> because mm-hmm. word on the street is she ain't got no prenup. But, um, I mean, she's ooh, oh, she don't got no prenup. I mean, she's getting half a bill. She's I mean, she gonna take everything if she wanted to. Um, but no, you know, I, I I believe I believe once you get past certain uh milestones, yeah, you're you're doing good or whatever, but you know, anything could anything could change. Being married is a it's a full on um overtime, every time job. So yeah. It ain't easy. That's why I salute the cats that that stay married and and you know and continue to work it out. So you won't have no, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to damage the kids and you don't want to hold someone hostage. That's a cold way to say it, though. Um, mm-hmm. But marriage is a beautiful thing. You'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, in, in due time, though. In due time for me. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right, Francie. Hey, oh yeah, whatever happened to that show you was doing? What show? The show you had a show that you I think you was doing with your homeboys. Yeah, but that's how it all started with me getting in the podcast with with, with the no nonsense. Right. Because I was trying to do a, I was trying to do a show with my homeboy called Just for the Hell of It. And then we couldn't always we had schedule conflicts, me and him. And then I started coming to the no nonsense show. And then, you know, the rest is history. You're on the winning team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went from you went from the Cavs to went from the Cavs to the Lakers. What can I say? Yeah. Yeah. I I wish we had sports in town because I want to get on your sports podcast and talk some sports. So when that when that that NBA bubble comes, you know, when the season when the NBA comes back and guys are starting to play, we definitely gotta have a conversation. No doubt. No doubt. We'll do that. All right, Frenchie, um, you go and uh, tend to your new relationship, man. You got some work to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to set that foundation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. That would be easy, man. All right.